Welcome back to Been There, Watch That. Myself, Justin, and my two compatriots here in the movie review space, Dave and Joe. I gotta say, that's a pretty good introduction. When yeah. you said when you started out with my two, I was like, Tom out. Where's this going? <laughs> I'm just happy we're he compatriots. It could have been anything. I hesitated a little bit. Yeah, that's why I was like, Tom out. <laughs> this two, is gonna go uh, bad right off the uh, right off the introduction. Yeah. Bad for you and I, Joe. I know. Justin was in the clear. Yeah, and but yet Justin was starting out, to, you know, for anybody, if this is the first time they're listening to it, it's like, okay, these guys are going to be professional. And then, like, yeah, here come Dave and I just yeah. <laughs> banging trash cans and making a rack. <laughs> <laughs> banging trash cans. Here we go. Burning couches, banging trash cans. There we Watch go. Out. All We're right, Justin. A third of the way to 100. We're at 33. Yes. Really? Nice. Wow. Been there, watch that.com. Go check it out. Yeah. Get caught up on all the movies we review, reviewed in the past and reach out to us. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Just type in BTWT pod and let us know, you know some ideas of things we could review on here. And yeah. like Joe always says, if there's something you think we got totally wrong, no, that movie was no good, and you guys thought it was, or vice versa. Let us know on there. Uh, this week's pick is Willow from 1988, and this is coming from a list of fan-submitted movies. Yes. And this was just one that I recognized and said, hey, that was a, a childhood favorite of mine, so let's revisit it, see if it's any good, and see what these two guys who've never seen it think of it. So, Justin, and you can tell me that you want to save this question for later, so so uh, I'm going to ask it. I'm going to ask it. So if you th- if you're afraid it's going to spoil anything, tell me you want to deter till later in the show. But do you still have? And I don't want I don't want details right now because I'm afraid that will ruin it. But do you feel the same as you did as a kid, or did we just like just pee on the fire of your childhood and it's oh, it, this... it's gone? The the mis- the magic is gone. Yeah, I was kind of surprised how much. I remembered of it. There weren't a whole lot of surprises or anything that was like, hmm, that is cheesier than I remember. A little bit of that. Definitely a little bit of a, ah, that's a little cheesier than I thought that I didn't notice as a kid. But overall, the whole arc of the story, the way it moves along, pretty familiar to me and seemed to hold up for the most part. So, so Minus some of the CG. Yeah. <laughs> so, so mostly your childhood memory is still yeah. well intact. Yeah. We didn't completely... Yeah. Nothing's been yeah, totally uh, destroyed or anything by this. Now you, now, you told us last week that your sister was going to join in. You're going to have her watch it. Did, did, did she watch it? And Well, uh, she's uh, on a whole different time zone. So okay. Right now, it would be 6.30 in the morning over there. But yeah. I'm going to text her anyways. <laughs> Joe and Dave want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like an early text in the morning. So anyway, welcome to our show. We start off with a bang. Joe and I are compatriots. Yes. Which is a positive, pleasant note. (laughs) A surprising pleasant note. Yes. That could have went the other way for sure. Yes, very quickly. And I messed up. I told you guys this was on Netflix. Hopefully you figured it out. It was not. Oh, I watched it. It Well, I was getting ready to text you. Amazon Prime. Yeah, I started Sunday night, and it said three hours. I'm going to hang Justin. (laughs) Well, I'm not sitting three three hours. An hour of special features at the end. Yeah, so I did find it on Disney Plus. And I was like, okay, it's only two hours. I can watch this. But I thought, if this is three hours, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm going count cry foul right before we get started here. Did Did you watch any of the special features, Dave? No. Yeah. After the credits roll on Amazon Prime, for those that 
can't get enough and want to see behind the scenes a little bit. They look at some of the, I mean, early CG, I mean, those computers, they pretty much invented the program to do that morphing scene where he's trying to transform the sorcerer, sorceress into human and she changes to different animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Apparently that was like was cutting groundbreaking. Edge. No one had ever yeah. seen anything such like that. Yep. Right, yeah, because I, I read a little bit about that, and they talked about how they used to just cut to an animal, cut away, cut to an animal, cut away. So it was real blocky, I guess. Yep. And this morphine let it kind of blend as it Continuous went through. Yeah. yeah. So pretty cool stuff to see. Yeah. 1988, I mean, that was... 1988, yeah. I will say, and then maybe, Joe, you can jump into what the heck this movie's all about, but some of the... Because there's these things called brownies, little people, little tiny, I mean, they... Yeah. Uh, some of the shots were there uh, right beside a full-sized person that's just like so clearly <laughs> CG. You can almost see like the green screen behind it. It's like, oh man, that looks kind of bad. You know, that, that stood out to me. Yeah, 1988. Yeah. Yeah, you, you kind of have to give it a little, uh, a little pass on, on that kind of stuff. Now, the door on the other hand, you know. <laughs> the door? No, what was it? What was the one we just watched? That was. Oh your... yeah, the room. Yeah, the room. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, the room. The oh, room. Boy. On the other hand. <laughs> Did you ever finish that one? I never went back. But I, I, I honestly want to go back and watch and finish it all. I just have not yeah. gotten around to that. <laughs> Dave's going. Just let it go. <laughs> Just I don't it know. It's almost like a train wreck. It's oh, one of those. Geez. I don't want to see it, but I can't turn away from it. It's just like it. Just, just let it go. <laughs> Let's focus on good movies. Anyway, why don't you give us a rundown on Willow, Joe? All right. We've jumped all around here, but uh, you know, <laughs> that's how we operate. Willow, 1988. So a baby girl is discovered in a river by Renan and Mims, the children of Willow, Youthgood, a dwarf farm, Offgood. A dwarf farmer and magician, and the baby girl is taken into the care of Willow's family. But when a terrifying dog-like creature attacks Willow's village whilst tracking down the baby, Willow consults the village council and wizard, the High Old One. The High Old One gives Willow a task, and Willow leaves the village and embarks on the task to give the baby girl to a responsible person. But Willow soon learns that the baby is Laura. Uh, Danon, the baby girl destined to bring the downfall of evil sorceress Queen of Morda. Uh, yeah, bad Morda. That's yeah, how, I, yeah. how I said it. Joined by his ally, swordsman Mad Mardigan, and sorceress and yeah, sorceress Finn Rizel and brownies Frangine and Rule. <laughs> The, the brownies. <laughs> Willow takes it upon himself to protect Alora from Queen uh, Bavmorda, uh, who intends on ki to kill Alora and prevent Alora from fulfilling her destiny. And Willow and his allies are pursued by Queen Bavmorda's daughter, Sorsha, and evil commander of Queen Bavmorda's army, whom are searching for Alora to bring her back to the castle. Just for context, you know, Willow is a very short, a three-foot person. He lives in this village of other... So it's like the the baby that is discovered is called a Dakini, which is a tall human person. Yeah, so it's like these people that live far away. Like two different... Uh, so, you know, a hobbit sort of situation. Yeah, it? where the the smaller people don't have anything to do with the Dakini, which is right. the normal-sized human, I guess. And, and uh, 
Yeah, so they do do a lot of a lot of traveling apparently. Yeah. Which is you know and uh, anyway, it's an adventure movie. Yeah. <laughs> a quest. Yeah, a quest. It yeah. is a quest. There We're is gonna some, undertake that, a quest. That's another thing I kind of noticed. like some of the timeline stuff. Like, uh, I mean, the baby's born and then the lady runs away with her. It seems like like she two ran or three by years, everybody. Two or three years pass, but this lady's like running away. Yeah. And then I don't know. Sometimes it seems like the quest they're on, they're able to cover way more distance. In yeah, because I mean, of time. it's kind of like a newborn baby, and she runs past everybody to get out with the only newborn baby they're interested in. Yeah. And then she puts it in the river, and the newborn baby, you know, after she walks through the snow and over the mountains, puts it in the river. The dogs track her down, and then the baby is older. I know. The yeah, dogs track her down like when three Will- years later. Yeah, when Willow finds the baby, it's no longer like a newborn, it's a. Has Infant. a head, yeah. Has a head yeah. full of hair. Yeah. Total little time warp there that doesn't make any sense. No, yeah. <laughs> not at all. But we're just gonna look past that. I guess. Yeah, it's like oh, chase her, and then the dogs chase her and find her, but the baby's three years older. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> that was a little weird. So you guys ready for a casting call? You bet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, all right. So the movie star is Val Kilmer, and he plays Mad Mardigan and. Uh, Mr. Kilmer's known for The Doors and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Warwick Davis plays Willow. And uh, Mr. Davis is known for the Harry Potter movies and uh, the movie star uh, about the biopic about Ray Charles, the movie Ray. Pat Roach plays General Kale, and he's known for Conan the Destroyer and Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Phil Fondacaro plays Vonker. Vonker. And he's known for Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, The Black Cauldron, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Tony Cox plays Vonker Warrior. And he's known for Bad Santa, Spaceballs, and Me, Myself, and Irene. Kevin Pollack uh, is a repeat offender on our show. Yeah, he, where, where did we see him? I, I have the, I have the movie. Like some One of these movies we reviewed, I remember seeing him in. But yes, he plays Rule and... Go back to our archives and check out our review on The Usual Suspects. Ah, yes. And he's also played in The Whole Ten Yards and A Few Good Men. And Rick Overton plays Frangine. And he's known for Groundhog Day, Eight-Legged Freaks, and Beverly Hills Cop. So, uh, short casting call on this one. Not a lot. I mean, these a lot of these actors I've seen in other things, but not not a real uh, star-studded feature film. This was kind of Ron Howard's big break, the way he describes it. He got to work under George Lucas. This is a George Lucas yeah. production, and this is all George Lucas's story that he came up with. And uh, it's kind of like what I read about it. It was, you know, he's following up Return of the Jedi and just another spinoff almost. I don't know. There's a little bit of criticism it seemed to be thrown around about, you know, just another spin-off of The Hobbit and Star Wars. Same storyline yeah, as some of the... Star Wars, the 70s, late 70s? Yeah. Or, and this is like the late 80s? Yeah. Uh, Return of the Jedi was in, in 1983. In my understanding, it was they had high hopes that maybe this could be a major yeah. blockbuster, but didn't didn't quite do the numbers they were hoping for. I mean, make money, but not... Yeah, no Star Wars type of thing. Well, I think they think part of the issue was uh, it had the opening weekend. It went up against a lot of big heavy hitter movies. Let me pull up that. Yeah, 
Because uh, I, I had the list last night, and I don't remember. Crocodile Dundee 2 was coming out, and that was pretty popular then, I guess. It was going up against that and some other. Yeah, it faced... Okay, yeah, here we go. Uh, George Lucas had hoped the film would have earned as much money as E.T. did back in 80, 1982, but here's what it had to go against the opening weekend. Crocodile Dundee 2, and Big, and Rainbow 3. Big? I just watched that recently. Really? A, I like Big. What a interesting movie. So, no wonder it it kind of fell on its ear. I mean, you're talking three classic movies right there. Hard competition to to, to open up on. Yeah. Man. Okay. Rainbow 3? Well, it's part of the Rainbow series. Well, okay, Dave, we're, you, you say that here we are <laughs> almost 40 years later, but you got to think this was opening weekend. Yeah. I so, just mean Rainbow 3 for real. Right, yeah. Wow. What'd you think of the pacing, Joe? Well, wait a minute. When was the original Rambo? If that was Rambo three, and yeah, was is the original one called First Blood? Yeah. Yeah, nineteen eighty two. Really? Doesn't seem like that long ago. Were you bored out of your mind, Joe, or did you, did you <laughs> feel like it? Did you feel like it moved along a little? Yeah. What are we talking about here, Joe? Blood? Well, honestly, this type of movie is not my forte. Right. But, but the, like the magic and the fantasy and the yeah, uh, it, it has. I've not I've not watched any of the movies, but it kind of gave me the mind of like The Hobbit and and Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings, those types of movies. Yeah, which again, those are not in my forte. But I wasn't like sitting there watching the clock <laughs> tick mm-hmm. by as I was watching. So not my forte, but I was entertained. I thought a couple uh, funny moments, but also a few that could have been left out. But yeah. Seemed like Every once in a while, they had to like break in with a little bit of gag. Yeah, like, like the, the, the one. Well, and the one I remember is uh, when Mad Marty and Val Kilmer. He he looks at the girl and he flips his sword to look fancy, and then he falls. Mm-hmm. And it was obvious to me that that was a staged yeah. fall. Like it wasn't even close to an accidental yeah. slip. It was just like, oh, okay, now he's down. Ha ha! Look like a goof. I did think yeah, it was funny it was when like, he fell off the sled or the shield that they're using as yeah. a sled, and then. He looks back and there's a huge snowball with yeah. his feet sticking out of you. Yeah. Definitely a gag, but I kind of got a chuckle out of it. Yeah. <laughs> totally unrealistic, <laughs> but kind of funny, too. Yeah. But, yeah, the the brownies, uh, you know, like you said, Kevin Pollock, and then there's this one other guy. I think he's a French guy, but they're these little tiny, tiny little... Fitting it's the almost hand, like palm of your hand, guys. Covered type size, and they're just, you know, they'll... How do they get from place to place so fast? That's what right. I know. Well, they just hit you right on whatever's going through. Well, yeah. they, they got left behind a couple of times, and then they show back yeah. up, and yeah. I'm just like, there's no way those they, cats. <laughs> <laughs> they pop in with little lines sometimes that kind of got old after a little, a little bit. Well, they, they hitched you right with the devil dogs and just jumped on the back of them and just rode in with them. Yeah. yeah. I remember as a kid, those were pretty scary, those, those death dog, devil dog things. Yeah, Which were two Rottweilers they had yeah, 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 they was actual Rottweilers in rubber masks and suits. But they look like huge evil rats or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm thinking, okay, so those, uh, the the devil dogs, they didn't look scary enough, but you had to use actual Rottweilers. I was like, well, that was just taking a gamble there. Yeah. Kind of under George Lucas's deal, though. I mean, yeah, but look what he did with Star Wars. Yeah, but I'm saying as far as 
an, a type of dog. Rottweilers aren't you know, known as the most friendly animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look brutish. Yeah. Burgle cut. It's like the. You know, they're all little people, but this guy's like much bigger than yeah, them. He's bigger. kind of the bully, and he's yeah. saying, "Willow, I'm gonna take your land basically because yeah. <laughs> you're you're gonna fail. Your, your crops are never gonna uh, never gonna get them planted in time." And he's got like early on, he's this uh, uh, heel character that you're not supposed to like. That's picking on Willow, but uh, then he gets peeped on by the baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was the largest casting call at the time for little people and mm-hmm. and they're estimating between 225 and 240 actors were hired for the film I think and at some point there was mentioned like oh you'll, you'll never get to that lake because there's this huge army and then uh, there's like 50 soldiers or something I never saw like a huge army but overall though I kind of appreciate that you know they're using like hundreds of extras for some of the battle scenes and stuff yeah they didn't throw CG and try to make an army look big. Like, there's definitely some. Well, based on well, the CG that they did use, it probably didn't have the capacity to handle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Thirty million dollar budget on this one. That wow. seems crazy. Thirty-five million. Yeah, for for that time. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So well. So what do you think, Joe? I mean, I know where I'm at with it, but uh, did you? Did you get through it okay? I, I Are did. Are you okay, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, this... Well, this, and I'm only asking, because you said a couple of times, it's kind of, this is not really your genre of movie. Yeah, th- this is not my my genre of movie. I will openly admit that. But, like I said, I, I didn't hate it. Yeah. Now, Justin, I don't want... I, and, and, I, and I'm pointing to you because you said you loved this movie so much. So, as a kid. As a kid, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're kind of a kid at heart, Joe. I know, but... How did you not like it? Well... I thought you'd be overflowing with, oh, this is so gushy, it's a good film. I, yeah, I'd be interested. What, what took it down a peg for you, aside yeah. from the whole genre itself? Is there, was there anything that made you say, uh... Well, hold on. Are you a Star Wars fan? Do you like Star Wars? Not really. Really? Yes. I'm one of the few nerds that aren't real big. I kind of thought Star Wars would be right up your alley. Yeah. All the computers, technology. I and... just never really got into huh. to that. For, for whatever Why reason. do you hate the Ewoks, Joe? <laughs> I what just does I hated them. <laughs> and, oh, that reminds me. Uh, Willow, the guy, what's his name? Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis, yes. yeah. As a child, he played an Ewok. Yeah, that's George Lucas. Uh, like that was one of the things I read was that, yeah, George Lucas kind of wrote this with him in mind. Said, hey, when he gets a little older, he can play this role. 15 yeah. years later. Well, he was 18. With, he looked a little older than that. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he was 17 when they started. Wow. When they, during shooting, and, yeah, George Lucas... Uh, wrote this film after meeting uh, Warwick on Return of the Jedi. I thought he did a pretty good job. I mean, yeah. just in terms of acting and like keeping things moving just and a little bit of interplay between he and Val Kilmer's character Mad Mardigan. I thought for the most part it worked. Yes. And I have to say, of course, I think I have the the stigma of all these new quote-unquote family films are so watered down and political correct and all that garbage mm-hmm. <laughs> that this this even though it's a family film was rather refreshing yeah because you you got a story you didn't get all this garbage thrown into it and say hey it's a movie no that's not a movie that's just yeah. garbage well and it's such a combination of 
Return of the Jedi, Snow White, you know, you, you got the, the bad, you got the good princess who has a bad mom who really reminded me of, uh, I can't name any bad princess mom, yeah. you know, bad queen. Yeah. Played the role really good in the movie here, but, uh, you know, and then you got the hero who's the scoundrel that's, you know, the loner that doesn't really fit in with the general army type deal, yeah. and then you got the Mom captain of the army of that's, good. yeah, you know, that's the stand-up guy who's trying to get the scoundrel to be the good guy because he's got the good guy in him. Right. You got the hero who's the underdog, and, yeah. you know, and you got the bully. You got yeah. so many stories tied in. It's kind of yeah. amazing how they weaved it all together. When when the first when the movie first started and and they put the baby in the in the river and float down, it's like, now wait a minute, I've already seen this story. I know how it ends. It's in the Bible. <laughs> and I oh, thought, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought so. Help me if they get the baby out of the river and it starts going down the same path as Moses in the Bible. I'm I'm you're not going to fool me. But then as soon and that when when uh, uh, Willow mm-hmm. finds the baby and and takes it out of the river. Then the story completely changes. Like, okay, now, because I thought you're not gonna tell yeah. me that this is some kind of new thing. Yeah, yeah. Because this, this, this is the same story I've read growing up. Don't tell me this is something new. And then it completely changes. Like, no, this, you know, Willow is not part of the uh, the hierarchy. He's right. he's just a worker like everybody else. It's like, okay, now I can buy into the story. Because so I was. I was very hesitant within the first few minutes when they when they started playing it out, and then when I seen the results, I was like, okay, that now now it's an adventure. Now I'm now I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. This quote that pretty much goes right with what you're saying. You know, on Rotten Tomatoes, I just kind of scrolled through what some of the reviews are from critics. Willow borrows shamelessly from sources as varied as the Bible. Wizard of Oz, even Star Wars itself. So that's kind of what you guys are saying. That oh wow, this is a very familiar story, and they're just kind of running with it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I first thought was I thought they was trying to rip off uh, the the story of Moses in the Bible and, and trying to pitch it as something new. Uh-huh. And I was going to have big issues with that. It's like this is not new. This is not original. But that, that's one of the critiques I kept seeing was a uh, pretty predictable plot line in some ways. Not a whole lot of surprises. But I, I, I could see that, yeah. but but then, like I said, when when it started taking off, it's like okay, they they they're using pieces of, and I, I never even gave it a thought of Wizard of Oz. That's a perfect, yeah. So now I can see the little pieces. Okay, they took a little from this story. The, that I I have no objections to because it mm-hmm. because it it gives you an adventure. Now if it was you know a play by play of you know the story from the Bible or the Wizard of Oz or whatever, and just mm-hmm. instead of the Tin Man, we'll call him George, and, it, and just instead of Tin, he just walks around. And it's like if they do that, that's just a washed down, you know, watered down version of a story that's already been told. Now, if you want to use a piece of that and and make it something different, I'm all for it. So, so this was much better play out than I thought. I thought it was just going to be a a remake of a story that's already been told and say it's new no it's not new (laughs) interesting the plot grinds on to its predictable climax with the viewer fully aware of what awaits long before the events unfold some of the like on Rotten Tomatoes 51% the critics gave it compared to 79% by the audience 
Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, forced, formulaic, lacking yeah. any sense of magic. I think I'm, I'm, it's easy to be a critic, <laughs> especially now. Now, back then, I mean, I don't know. It, it well, seemed... I mean, you, if you go back and you watch the original Star Wars, jerky, and, you know, you'll spot errors and stuff, but, I mean, back in then, that was amazing. Yeah. Well, and, and the you, way they had to do it was amazing. Well, and you got to think at that time, if you'd go to the theater, you'd just go and watch it, and then you'd talk about it till it came out on video. You didn't have time to sit and critique it yeah. and, and look for all the ahas and, oh, mm -hmm. did you see that kind of stuff? Yeah, because, I mean... Uh, that's what amazed me. I, I didn't think it was bad in that aspect because of the con you. You gotta keep it in the right context. Yes. You know, it's an '80s movie. Yes. They didn't have huge computers powering this. You know, they they made do with what they had with the technology of the day, and the morphing was groundbreaking. Right. I thought that looked pretty decent. Yeah. I, compared yeah. to some of the other stuff. I mean, you know, the the troll that he kicked into the water, and yeah. uh, you know, it grew into that two-headed monster. I thought that wasn't bad. You know, the two-headed monster. Yeah. Wasn't bad. That was, for, that was a little puppet like this size. Like shot on a, and then superimposed, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's kind of crazy to think that they did all that. Yes, yeah, so for for its time, yeah. Nowadays, if we try to pass a film with that type of CGI, it would get laughed out of the theater. Right. But but <laughs> given when it was made and, and the cutting edge technology it had available at the time, overall, my opinion, it's aged very well. Oh yeah, I mean I, I enjoyed watching it. I mean, other than, like you said, some of the CGI, like Val Kilmer trying to fight the monster, and yeah. you can tell that's just very poor, by today's standards, poor CGI. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, what did you think of Val? Do you like him in this movie? He wasn't bad. Yeah. They screened John Cusick for the role, but I, I really think Val Kilmer was the one. Yeah. You know, well, I, I think just some of the stuff he they they wrote in made him look silly, like, you know, flipping the sword and looking, you know, and falling or the snowball scene yeah where he's kind of a goof yeah. yeah you know that i don't know some I mean, of his sword fighting wasn't super yeah either. i mean yeah but willow's like oh my gosh he is the greatest swordsman yeah <laughs> 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 um, if that was the greatest one i'd hate to see the worst yeah. one Cisco and Eber gave it two thumbs down when it came out really really yeah. Hold on. i mean i don't see it as two thumbs down yeah, I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's got a good story. I thought the actors, you know, lined up pretty well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really, you know, the princess, I thought she played and did an excellent job. She looked serious when she had to. She, mm -hmm. you know. The little love story with her and Val mm -hmm. Kilmer's character. Pretty entertaining. I thought Because the, he gets hit in the face with that fairy dust that makes him... Oh, like, yeah, crazy. gush all over her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then later she's like, well, what about all the stuff you were saying last night? <laughs> My, you're, I'm your uh, star and your moons. He's like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it wore off or something. Now, what did, Joe, would, would you watch this with uh, your kid or do you think it's a little edgy? I, well, well that it, it's funny that you bring it up. I actually was thinking about that when I was watching it. And other than the, the monsters at the end, uh, well, we're not even blown up. I think Sadie's kind of timid, and and that stuff may kind of scare her just the looks of the monsters. But overall, other than that, I mean, maybe I, the troll turning into like the brain-like substance. Yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah, that that was kind of yeah for a five-year-old that might be a little much. But, but I mean, you know, but 
uh, overall, uh, when I was watching, I was like, this would be a great family film to sit down mm-hmm. and, and watch and not have to, to worry of the content. Now, I was getting a little concerned when the old lady finally turned back into a human. I thought, so help me if I see too much of Grandma, I'm done. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Yeah, because they kind of show Willow's yeah. face because she yeah. has just been transformed back and she's naked. <laughs> they go to his face and he's like, well, he runs and grabs a blanket. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not too hip on grandma idea. Why couldn't they find somebody a little younger? But that's just me. <laughs> no, it's, it's an older. She's a sorceress. Sorceress, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, the, <laughs> well, she hasn't found anti-aging magic. Is all I can say. <laughs> there is a scene that made me laugh when, basically, they're way up in the mountains on this snowy uh, peak, and they had been they're prisoners to the evil people, the bad army guys, and. They escape and jump on, like I said before, the shield and use it as a sled to slide down the mountain. There's a there's a section right before. Now, uh, Val Kilmer's character has fallen off, and it's just Willow, and it's clearly a dummy. Like there's a section where it's like so stiff, <laughs> and it's just uh, a dummy they put on this sled and they like shot it down the hill. Yeah, I'd never noticed that before, but I was like, wow, that doesn't look real at all. That's, that section. <laughs> Couldn't they have paid somebody to ride that sled down through there? Just you know, that thirty million. Surely, you throw enough cash at somebody, they'll be like, "Yeah, I'll ride that." Oh well, yeah. In this now, day and age, it definitely. Oh yeah, fifty bucks, and it's sold. And as long as they get the YouTube rights to it, they'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Now I did find this interesting. So the box office. The, again, the movie didn't go as well in in the box office as expected. Of course, we talked about the heavy hitter competition ahead that weekend. Rambo 3. <laughs> so, George Lucas continued Willow's stir- story in books rather than movie sequels. Mm-hmm. So, the three books are collectively known as The Chronicles of the Shadow War and, uh, and share a writer's credit with Chris uh, Claremont and Lucas. They are Shadow Moon, which is in 1995, Shadow Dawn in 1996, and Shadow Star in 2000. So my question is, why can't they do other movies like that and just save us the burden of having to deal with these sequels nonsense, a.k.a. Mad Max? (laughs) Justin, they're slamming you, man. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Somebody somewhere is like, no, 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 time out. These are good ideas. <laughs> yeah. They get two thumbs down. Yeah. <sighs> Keep an eye out on Disney Plus, Joe. There's a TV series in 2022 based on Willow. Coming. What? Really? No way. Rehashing Willow. Well, maybe not TV, but a series, you know. 30-some yeah. years later. Yeah. That's funny. Who goes back that and looks at these things? That seems a little uh, desperate to me. Well, I mean, I don't know. If you look at it, though, it's got all the right ingredients because right. it, it wraps up fairy tales with, you know, several subplots. It's an easy one to to turn into anything. I mean, well, and, you know, and Snow White. This is Snow White. And then uh, what was the other? Oh, man, there's another one I'm missing, one of the fairy tales that has the bad print, bad queen and the princess has to fight her way back through and have a battle. Oh, shoot. You know, even as much as 101 Dalmatians. I mean, yeah. you know, it kind of fits right yeah, in how many, Well, yeah. Well, okay, so 101 Dalmatians is a perfect. They just did the uh, prequel spinoff of it with yeah. Cruella. 
Mm-hmm. There we go. Yep. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it's it's one of those stories that you can turn into anything. Yeah, and it'll fit right in the mold of something that's already popular. So I'm I'm a little surprised, but I'm not shocked. I mean, with although I'm afraid with today's culture as it is that they take a mo- a solid movie like this and water it down to garbage. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but this would though. be this would be a a movie that could easily you could easily turn into a series, especially take all yes. four books and 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 make it possible. Mm-hmm. But the way cancel culture is now, I'm afraid they'll just water it down into garbage. Look at Ghostbusters. And I, and I was disappointed because I I'm a huge fan of uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of her work. Yeah, I think the best thing to come out of that was a guy that played Thor. That was the male secretary who was a real yeah, knucklehead in it. Yeah. Don't waste your time. I mean, there's some one-liners here or there that's worth watching, but the rest of it's a real disservice to a remake of Ghostbusters, in my opinion. But I'm old school, so, you know. Two Academy Award nominations for sound effects editing and visual effects lost to Who Framed Roger Rabbit on both of those. Oh, Wow. Interesting. I think Roger Rabbit was mostly a cartoon, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was an intermix uh, cartoon and real world. Yeah. But huh. Interesting. In both cases, ILM, you know, did the stuff for both of those, so they were going to win either way. Right. Industrial Light Magic was George Lucas's company. Yeah, and so I think he sold it. Now what became Pixar? I think so. Like? Yeah. I he sold it for like, yeah. Yeah, because that's pennies when he, on the dollar for what it's worth. That's now. because he lost his shirt on Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! I'll take it back. No, 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 no! I'm so sorry. He was hard up and yeah, sold it, it was Howard, Howard the Duck. He he lost that. Yeah. He lost Pixar on. Yeah, he had to sell Pixar after Howard the Duck. I understand. That makes complete right. sense. <laughs> sold it for millions, and it's worth billions, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, he he sold Pixar to to recoup Howard the Duck. Wow. <laughs> well, Thanks, Howard it's the hard Duck. to yeah. <laughs> Howard the Duck just ruined everything. It's hard to imagine George Lucas having to sell anything because he was in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Such a, yeah, it's crazy to think he would lose money on anything. Well, I just mean, he's such a wonderful storyteller. Yes. And has such great things in his pockets, you know, as far as Star Wars and everything. Yeah, E.T. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, Howard the Duck submarine, so now i got to sell something. <laughs> I mean, how does that happen? Yeah, because he even had Indiana, the Indiana Jones Oh, series. really? Yeah, yeah, Indiana Jones. That's what I mean, my gosh. How does one movie doing that wrong? Well, and how can yeah, he do Howard one? The Duck well, bunch. yeah, but how could he? So here's something else to to think about. How could he do Howard the Duck so wrong? Yeah, you know. Well, well, no, and, and I'm things being, get away from you. I'm being serious. So we're talking about how can he lose money? Well, how can he also do something that horrible? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, I kind of took it when we reviewed it. I mean, it what, was, did he have a drug problem at this point in his life? Or? <laughs> I, t- I kind of took it as it was kind of just one of those spoof things that he and his buddy were doing just to goof off. Well, uh, and it turned into that. <laughs> it looked good on paper. <laughs> well, yeah, I got bored. I was like, hey, let's have some fun here. Check this out. And then next thing you know, oh, i got to sell my company and call it Pixar and lose billions. Now, when it came out, May in 1988, I mean, opening weekends, the number it was the number one film in the country, eight million. But then it just kind of tapered off. And then hmm. Maybe word got out. And, uh, <laughs> don't watch it. Don't go see it. I don't see how. I mean, it's not that bad. I didn't yeah. think. 
Well, Dave, I want, I want to hear your breakdown a little bit because you usually have some pretty good uh, detailed breakdowns. Well, what, I, what, was your, what were your thoughts? I saw in my mind as I watched through it, it was the, the blend of all the other stories that all got thrown into one. You know, it's a mixing bowl of stories. And, you know, I, I like Val Kilmer. I thought he was, you know, he's just rogue enough and ro or roguish enough to pull off the character. I thought the princess was, you know, she was pretty, she was intriguing, she was um, competent, you know, and then the bad queen, I thought she nailed it. She looked vicious. She looked like the type that would just, you know, tear into you, you know, and then the, the good uh, sorceress, I thought she looked old and wise and did a good job, you know, and all the little people I thought were pretty interesting. You know, even the bully one was bigger than everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought they just, they casted it real well. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that... And that's normally something that I pick apart is, uh, you know, right, could this person, and I learned that from you, Joe, you know, could this person have been cast better? But I thought for this one, they did a pretty good job. Yeah. yeah I wasn't, I, I wasn't like, hey, somebody else should have filled that role, at least as far as I know. Now, you guys usually throw a ringer at me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that could have been different. But for this movie, I don't know that that could be the case. So is that something, yeah. did you guys see anybody that you're like, this should have been a different person? Justin, I, have, I mean, er, even Eric the Good, you know, the captain, yeah, army captain, yeah. you know, shoot, I thought he was spot on. Yeah. He looked like a Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah. So many different characters here that they were able to find the right look for. Like yeah. you said, there's a queen that looks one way, and Eric the Good. I mean, they fit their roles. Yeah, and the well. names were pretty spot on. Like Mad Mardigan. I mean, he was mad. Yeah, yeah. that's what made him funny. You know, and Bad Morga, she's bad bad to the bone <laughs> you know what i mean and so those kind of things yeah. kind of fit you know willow off good yeah you know, that's a great name for a little you know and because it, it, it kind of reminded me of the hobbit a little bit you know you kind of look at that and you're like frodo and uh bilbo yeah. you know they're named funny little it's cute names funny and, how willow he sees the baby and he's like uh, just don't. push it down. Yeah, yeah, push it on down. Not <laughs> a problem. Don't touch it. He's like, yeah. I refuse for anyone in this family to fall in love with that baby. And his wife is like carrying it away, like, oh, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make that somebody else's problem. Kick it. <laughs> it should float on down. Yeah. Right. yeah. I wish I had something to throw out there just for so conversation that, somebody that you could right. sit in, but I can't think But that, that's how I came away with this one. I was like, man, it was cast really well. You know, and I noticed the CGI stuff, but I, I just, I wasn't bothered by it. I was like, right. it's 1980s. Yeah. You know, and it, I don't think it affected the movie that much in a negative way. Like you said, you could kind of see the green screen and some of the pixies, but, Was you know. it tight enough? Or you think they could have edited it down a little bit, get it under two hours? <sighs> I mean, it's a big story. They rolled so many stories into one. How do you, you know, what do you cut out that doesn't make sense? You know, and some of it was already cut out. You know, in the time, like you mentioned, Justin, the timeline was kind of off. So, um, but I mean, <laughs> bit, yeah. back then with a baby, how much could you get away with? Uh, you know, a newborn would be super hard to do. The deal baby with. was a pretty good actor. She did a lot of cool yeah. face yeah. gestures and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I, but that's what I mean. You need an older baby for that. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, what'd you think of the pig scene where the evil witch lady turns everybody, all the army into pigs? Yeah. I thought it was kind of neat. Yeah. Now that I could see, Joe, you know, you're talking about a five-year-old getting scared. That that was kind of yeah. freaky because they, yeah. you know, it shows them their their feet turning into hooves and it's kind of sweaty and gross looking and, yeah. you know, 
their faces transforming and now once they're in the pigs then it's kind of cute because they're the two little piglets running around yeah two <laughs> little ones you know running around winking now i i did find this about the pigs mm-hmm. so uh, uh, a large group of the pigs outside the castle were continuously trying to uh have fun <laughs> so they had to have buckets of water on hand to keep throwing at the pigs to keep them separated <laughs> yeah yeah i could see that have fun okay I, I didn't quite know what you're talking about now i do okay i'm gonna say i'm trying i'm trying to keep it family friendly oh, here just we've got a family friendly movie so i'm trying to keep as family friendly you as know, possible the one here. fact joe looks up boy, joe <laughs> Hey, that was just in that list on IMDb as I was scrolling through last night, so uh, you're what, welcome. What did you think of the action, Joe? Like, the fire and the explosions were up to your standards? <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys have uh, ruined me on my, explo- my explosive movies. I have to actually find good movies now. <laughs> uh, I'm starting to join movies that don't have explosions. That You guys are ruining me here. Well, I gotta say, when I when I saw the sword went through the the troll monster's head and it blew its own head up trying to blow fire, I was like, "That's for Joe." <laughs> okay, now what I don't understand. Joe is... just cheered. He's like, "Yes." <laughs> Finally. <laughs> well, so yeah, but here's what killed it is when Mad Mordekin gets in that fight and stabs the one monster, and he still is fighting with him. So then he stabs it again with the second sword. It's like really. It took two swords all the way through to actually kill the guy. Yeah. And and I'm that was kind of, I mean, for a kid, that's a little violent too. That yeah. stepping on the sword and shoving. And well, him. you yeah. know, and I forgot about that guy. That guy looked the part. Yeah, Holy was, cow, the skull mask. The skull guy, well, yeah. no, I looked at skull mask, and from a distance, I, I thought it was a Planet of the Apes mask. <laughs> Just the way the the the, the side headpiece fell from a distance. To me, it looked like a uh, Planet of the Apes. General Kale. Yeah. Played by Pat Roach. Pat Roach, yeah. I was just looking the same thing. Like, man, did he ever look the part. He appeared in Indiana Jones. Really? Really? Interesting. Yeah, Raiders Lost Ark, Temple of Dooms. Now, one of the Indiana Jones, uh, I don't really know much about, but you guys might be able to fill in. There's a scene at, at the very end of one of them where, like, a skull type mummy person their face like changes a bunch and he's like grabbing this girl and indiana jones runs in and it's a basic well they use that same morphing technology from willow to make that effect of like this skull face changing into different shots of that's one of the things i saw on the special features and they also said that you know that morphing thing everyone a couple People caught wind of it, and then it started showing up in a lot of movies, and it got kind of played out and cheesy after a while. But a lot of different movies were trying to use it, that same thing. So, Justin, you did watch, you said you watched the bonus footage after the end. Yep, some deleted scenes and some behind the scenes and all that. Did, after watching the, the bonus features, did that make you appreciate the movie more? No, and actually see the, the, the hard work that it had to take to make this movie possible did did you appreciate oh, yeah. it more and it's going yeah wow yeah because they were i mean they were saying essentially they were at the very forefront there wasn't anything to look to that how would they were pretty much just problem solvers like here's what the story says that willow puts out his wand and she changes into different forms and they had to just put their heads together and they're used to some puppets and different things they filmed in different ways to make that 
like the ostrich is a puppet when it changes from a goat to an ostrich. Really? That was it, a puppet with it looks like a goat, but you could like stretch its really its a uh, neck out. So they got a shot of puppeteers doing that whole thing. Oh wow! Like making them stand up and turn into an ostrich. Huh. And then the computer work begins once you get like those things to work with. Yeah. Yeah, and just a certain amount of. Yeah, back then you couldn't rely on CG as much, so there were some yeah. things that they. I mean, they're using a lot of smoke and fire and rain and all that stuff. So, let me ask this kind of turn direction here. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that surprised you in the story? Like, is there any part of it you're like, well, I didn't see that coming? Not no, really. Not me, because I. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would think is that, you know, like when they hid the armory under the the tents, you uh, know, yeah. dug under the ground, yeah. that was kind of the only part I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Didn't see that coming. Didn't know how they were going to get in the castle. So, you know, a little bit of, you know, Willow's plan. Yep. And then when he disappeared the baby at the end in the castle, mm-hmm. I mean, that was, yeah. Yeah. Nice callback to the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. Use your magic, Willow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. All right. Anything else you want to cover? Hmm. I don't know. Are we ready to rate this baby up? Uh, I am if you guys let's, are. Let's use the bucket system. Okay. All right, Joe. Go ahead. Lay it on me. All right. So, so you want to know what my rating um, is? Can I guess? <laughs> sure. Overflowing small. Really? Okay, Dave, what do you think? I'm thinking Joe's at least a medium. Okay. It's a good story. So It had a head blow up. <laughs> <laughs> there was an explosion. Uh, so, again... Uh, uh, High-speed chase, too, he likes those. Yeah. On a wagon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, again, going into this, uh, this, this type of movie is not my genre movie that I uh, watch to, to enjoy, so... So I, I had some hesitation going in, but again, I, Justin was giving this movie high praise. And well, he watched it growing up. You can't kill his hopes. It's a childhood movie. I mean, well, it, the more we do this, I, I find that Justin and I, our our movie tastes are a lot of par- there's a lot of parallels. Oh boy. So, but for some reason, I still had hesitation on this one because it this genre movie is just not something I'm into. So, but giving that I was still entertained, that I wasn't sitting there watching the the clock go by going, when's this going to be over with? I have to give this one a solid medium. Oh. Nice. Dave's definitely more in tune. He knows what Joe's uh, rating's going to be. I know Joe. I'm usually a little off on those. Wow, all right. But if it were three hours, it'd be a small for sure, right? Oh, at, at best. <laughs> Possibly burn. Yeah. Yeah. Burn that baby down. <laughs> I'd have to watch Howard the Duck to get that taste out of my mouth. Oh, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, I was interested. I'm, I'm trying to look up General Kale's mask. That's a kind of crazy mask. Kind of a He-Man type of thing. Skeletor look to it. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that part where he gets, like, hit with a sword in the mask and it cracks. Cracks it. Cold. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Dave, right. you want to go last or? No, I can go. I, okay. I'm a solid medium on yeah. this one. You know, 
got a like I said, my part of it is has eight or nine different stories kind of mashed into one. I thought mm-hmm. the actors were spot on as far as who they casted. Yeah. You know, the story's interesting enough for the, for an eighties film. You know, I got it. So yeah, solid medium for me. You know, I I think I could tell somebody if they said, hey, you know, I saw this Willow thing. Is it worth watching? I'd be like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. worth watching. Not not going to blow your socks off, you know. But, yeah, good solid story. Good solid movie to watch with your kids. If they're, I don't know, what age appropriate do you feel would be okay? I know we said five is a little young. Yeah, I would so like, a little older than five. Like maybe seven to yeah. 12 would be yeah. entertained by yeah, this. Yeah, I will say seven or eight at least yeah. should have no problem. Right, so seven to 12-year-olds would probably like it. It's a little bit of a fairy tale, a little bit of action. Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah, solid medium in my book. Yeah, my sister and I, we would watch this on a regular basis, maybe five times a year or something. <laughs> so I've probably seen this eight or ten times. And, you know, going back to it, no big surprises. For the most part, the storyline, the way I remembered it, with a couple things here and there, it was kind of like, huh, can we get these brownies out of here for a while? They're kind of slowing the whole thing down. Yeah. Because you have to stop, and they have to have a little goofy moment. And Dave, like you said... <clears throat> I never really noticed that. Maybe as a kid, I didn't think it was super funny that Val Kimmer fell down in the snow, but I could definitely see watching it for the first time being like, hmm, that was unnecessary. And um, I think, yeah, rewatching it all these years later, definitely some of the gags stood out a little bit more. But then there were definitely some moments where I was like, that was pretty funny. Even though it was clearly a gag, I kind of got a kick out of it. And, uh, <laughs> Overall, I agree with you, Dave. All these characters uh, cast well, and I thought Willow carried the movie. Got nice uh, interplay between him and Val Kilmer's character, which uh, kept it moving along for the most part. And uh, the the evil princess that turns good, I thought was a good. She did well. Yeah. In that role, and uh, yeah, I think. Coming to this, had never seen it before, I'd probably be great with you guys, but all the nostalgia with it, it definitely bumps it up to a medium. I mean, a large. So Ooh, a going medium. for a large. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Large nostalgic. Nostalgia anything, kicks in. Wasn't anything in here that uh, I looked at and saw and said, wow, that was super lame. I, I yeah. must have been as a kid thinking that was good, but it wasn't. I think for the most part it held up for yeah. 1988. And you know, yeah. I kind of agree with that. I'll change mine to overflowing medium. Because yeah. after you're, you know, you talk me into that. Because okay. <laughs> you're right. There isn't a negative. Nothing yeah. terrible in this. No. Thing. Other mm-hmm. than, you know, a couple flops on the one-liners and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not really a negative. All right. Overflowing medium for mine. Okay. Change me. Change me right. up there. There so, it is, folks. But I, I have to say, I'm, Justin, I'm, I'm shocked on your rating. Uh, well, I figured... Justin, I figured you would go full on Mop Bucket because mm. this was your favorite movie growing up. So, so you kind of you know hold that special place in your mm. in your memory that as one of your all time favorites. And I, I had, I had to applaud you on this uh-huh. that you was able to look at it this time with just yeah. uh, like we look at all the movies, uh, just a, a critical view. Yeah. And didn't, as I say, look at rose colored glasses right. of yeah. this is my favorite movie. So it's hard for me to. Could, critique it or, yeah. or or look find the flaws and find the problems yep. with it i can i agree with you joe but i i kind of i think i took it from my own perspective when we critique these movies it changes 
you no longer are able to romanticize them if it makes sense. Yes. You well, that, I mean? right, but they're... Because of this role we're taking on. Right, but... The boy, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, we can all... I mean, I mean, Vision I Quest be. is my all-time favorite. When I watched it as a critic, I was like, crap. Yeah, see, that that's the thing is... <laughs> the shine kind of wore off a little bit, crap. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing, you know, we all have movies that we yeah. hold in our own high regard, and... Yours is Howard the Duck. And, and it... <laughs> And it's hard, oh, and it's hard, it's hard to, Joe, to look at it so with, and and actually look at it for what it truly is, yeah. instead of going, you know, this is this is my favorite movie. I was always entertained. Yeah. So now I'm going to ask. Not entertained. So I'm going to ask you guys this. That's from Gladiator, by the way. Watching our, you know, going through this list of favorite movies, you know, some of these you hold near and dear to your heart. Now that you've watched them and critiqued them. Are you able to go back and watch them again for entertainment purposes to just enjoy it? Oh yeah, I was entertained in this one. And as an adult compared to a kid, some of the stuff, you're laughing at it a little bit more than you were laughing with it back then. Right. Back then, I was like, that was funny, and now I'm kind of like, uh, you know, like the wagon stuff, like some yeah. of this, <laughs> the high-speed chase on a wagon, some of it I was kind of laughing at it a little bit. Uh but I was I was totally entertained and yeah, but I'm right there with you, Joe. I'm not I'm not a fantasy guy. That's not the type of movie. Like if there's gonna be a mop bucket movie, for the most part, something like this isn't quite gonna get there for me. I'm more yeah. into an actual real world serious type of movie. And Ooh, my sister kind of is this a leader into your next pick? <laughs> no, not necessarily. My sister stuck with it though. I mean, she's like one of those. I love Star Wars, and I don't love Star Wars. I'm just like, it's <laughs> she, okay. Like, Star I'm, Wars is pretty amazing. Yeah. She's gonna ride and die by the sword. She's not gonna. So she's maybe a little more fantasy uh, minded than I am. So that that's gonna keep something like this out of my bucket territory for me, just because I don't think I don't know the magic and all that stuff takes a little bit away from me. I'd rather see something. Well done. Something more you associate you could yep. yeah, associate with or So yeah, maybe this is one of those exceptions. This was one that I liked as a kid, but it didn't carry over into a lifetime of loving fantasy type stuff. Right. Yeah. But still, I mean th- this has to say something about this movie that it is receiving such high range from the three of us. Mm-hmm. One of us is wouldn't watch this genre. Wouldn't pay money to go right. see this. Right. And and Justin seeing it, going back and looking at it, critiquing it as an adult, and still holding it in such high regard, has to say something about how well this movie has stood up to the test of time and oh, how yeah. well it was written and played out. Yeah, for sure. You don't see stuff like this really as much anymore. No. I think. Just um, look that mix of action and fantasy and whimsicalness to it maybe you get more one or the other all those things nowadays i'd be interested a kid in 2021 what would they think of this movie (laughs) would they be entertained at all would an eight-year-old care would they be like this is weird yeah take a kid that loves the the hobbit and the lord of the Rings series and say watch this and see what they think Yeah. yeah Yeah, that's my daughter's reading The Hobbit right now, so I'm I'm gonna be interested to see. Ooh, yeah, okay. 
Yes. Know, Bilbo just met, um, shoot, my precious. Uh, shoot, starts with a G. Thank you, Uh, yeah. Gollum. Gollum. Just yeah. met Gollum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, getting nice spicy. Here we go. <laughs> but anyway. Well, right. Justin, do you have your pick yeah, for next well, week? Yeah, I've got some to throw out there and get your guys' thoughts on. Ooh. Uh, I'm pretty sure this one's going to get shot down because we don't want to continue this theme, but just in reading reviews on Willow, one of the guys, one person said, there's so many better fantasy movies out there from this time period. For example, Labyrinth with David Bowie. So I'm going to throw that yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we've uh, done And you got absolutely of, no reaction. Yeah, not, a, not, <laughs> a number of... Uh, National Lampoon movies we reviewed on this podcast. There is a comedy, which maybe you guys have seen. Maybe it's no good. A Futile and Stupid Gesture is basically a comedy that is kind of based on the true story of the creation of the National Lampoon. And what's it called? A Futile and Stupid Gesture. I've never even heard of that. No. Okay. Uh, Magnolia. From 1999. You seen that one, Dave? Magnolia? Yep. Tom Cruise, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Juliana Moore. I think so. Tom Cruise, yeah. That's kind of freaky. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Let me look and see that. Yeah. Kind of like a psychological. Well, thing. I'm gonna throw this out there. Should we get a comedy back back in the mix? Any yeah, thoughts on that? It's your pick. You get whatever you want in there. Where do you Where do you? All I know is my next one's a home run. So you better hold on. To here we go again. I'm I'm full of home runs here. I'm full of something. Time. I don't know if you're going to call ah. home runs. <laughs> you know it's true. Anyway. Yeah, to be honest, I came in a little unprepared for this show. Well, that's all right. You can decide later. Yeah, I might have to do that. If not, those those two don't jump out at you guys. So a futile and stupid gesture. It's. I'm not, I'm a little uh, hesitant on that one. Really? Some of the ratings are pretty bad, but. I'll go say Justin, I, I can't I can't give you too much uh, grief about it. You you have some pretty high rated movies, so I can't really give you as too yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's always interesting. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's leave it open-ended for now. Okay. Okay. I think that's the same. So thing. for the fans out there, you have to wait and see. Yeah. I can say, I'm, I'm looking at the previews of A Futile and Stupid Gesture, and it has me intrigued. Uh, okay. I, and then Magnolia, uh, the trailer has me intrigued as well. So, so Magnolia's kind of freaky. Freaky as in? It's, it's a psychodrama. Like a thriller twist type deal. Hmm. Yeah. So Justin, I think in, in my book, there, there's two good choices just based on the previews. But as we've seen before, previews can either make or break a movie. So. Yep. The room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned. There you go, stay Justin, in his mysterious pick to be named later. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't hear back from my sister, but maybe next show uh, we can revisit for just a moment. Rehash yeah. a little bit. What yeah. she thought of if uh, it, it held up for her or not. Cool. 
Willow, that is. Willow. All right. All right. We'll be back next week. Somebody close this jobby out. All right, so for more news and reviews, be sure to visit our website, beentherewatchthat.com. Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at BTWTPod. Be sure to su- subscribe to the podcast, Been There, Watch That. We're on all the major podcast platforms. And leave us a five-star review, and all of our episodes are hosted by Anchor.fm. All right, Been There, Watched Out. Been There, Watch That. From myself, Joe, and Justin, after reviewing Willow, we'll be back next week for Justin's surprise pick. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. And uh, more cool things. Been here, watch that. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>